Hello, and welcome to Critically Distinct. Um, today, we're going to review the new Motionless and White album, Scoring the End of the World. Now, this is honestly my first full experience listening to, mo to a Motionless record. Um, I've heard a few songs here and there, um, and they were good, but I just, I just never got around to listening to a full album until now. Um, and I gotta say that I'm hooked right in. The record has a fresh sound, uh, but simultaneously, you can clearly hear their influences. They are seemingly a product of their generation. Those of us who grew up in the 90s and early 2000s would be able to clearly pick out the metal and hard rock influences of our generation throughout the record. Not as to say that it's a carbon copy, but rather an excellent nod to a wide range of rock music. One of the things that I loved most about this album is that Chris's voice has such a varying range of vocal styles. Specifically, there were four artists that I thought he ran very close to in style. Marilyn Manson, Angela Gasso, formerly of Arch Enemy, Benjamin Burnley from Breaking Benjamin, and Spider One from Power Man 5000. And he moves from one style to the other extremely well. He does it seamlessly um, and mixes them all together in a way that is very fresh and very good. I really love that aspect to the vocals on this album. So the record blasts right out of the gate with Meltdown, laying the groundwork for the end of the world. One of the lyrics in the song, Man Infested Destiny, I believe is a play on the words Manifest Destiny, which is so incredibly clever. Um, so the idea of manifest destiny is that America should spread its, specifically the United States, should spread its domain and democracy. Man-infested destiny is also spreading a type of dominion, but this dominion clearly leads to destruction. So to put it plainly, we are the makers of our own demise. And I, I just think that play on words is so good. So, moving on a few songs later, we come to Slaughterhouse, which was one of the singles from the album. In this song, this is the one that his vo Chris's voice reminds me of Angela Gasso's. It's the most aggressive on the record, and it rails against the morbidly rich and powerful. Like he says in the song, you are a slave to your wealth. And I don't think it's an, an anti-riches song. Um, it's, it's more so calling out people who have money and do nothing. Who don't help anybody and just sit back and watch everyone burn while making money off of the unfortunate. Those are the people he's calling out and it's very in your face and expressive and the imagery is very vivid. Um, it was a very well done song and he gets the point across clearly and concisely. So then moving on um, to Masterpiece. This song is as slow as it gets on the record. It's deep and reflective. Um, it has a very Breaking Benjamin kind of vibe to it. it. It's very rich and has a lot of depth to it in, in its sound. Um, I guess the best way that I could describe it is if it was food, it would be like a premium dark chocolate. It's, it's not very easy to describe. It's a song that you just have to go listen to and to experience it to really understand just kind of like that, the deepness that you feel while listening to it. Then from there, we come to Cause of Death. Now, this song treads a line that happens on quite a few songs on the album. It's sometimes hard to decide if he's singing to somebody or to himself. And I think this is such a great balance. It, it balances so well throughout the album when he does this. 
um, that it can go either way, depending on what your point of view is and what your perspective is when listening to the song. It can very easily be a song to somebody or singing it to himself. So it's, I found that Motionless and White does a very good job of, with their lyrics, which I'll, I'll touch on later. Um, my favorite song on the record is the second to last track, Red, White, and Boom, featuring Caleb Shomo of Beartooth. This track, um, it sounds like it could have been on Marilyn Manson's The Golden Age of Grotesque back in the day when that album was released. It, it sound, has a very similar sound and feel to it. Um, and it was done very well. The layering of Chris's and Caleb's voice together and the way they bounce back and forth in, in the production is just absolutely fantastic. It was done so well um, and sounds so good. Now, as we come to the end, we get the title track, Scoring the End of the World. And this is where they do uh, even more of that kind of the very good wordplay that they seem to be excellent at. Um, the song features Mick Gordon um, and comes out very good. Uh, the song outlines what Motionless and White has done with this album. They have written a soundtrack, a musical score, if you will, for end times. It's an anthem to stand up and fight with music and lyrics instead of guns and make a difference before the man-infested destiny that they sing about in Meltdown before that happens. By working on this album, they have been scoring the end of the world, and they've been doing it very well. So overall, I really enjoyed this album, and it has left enough of it has left enough of an impression on me that I'm going to go back and listen to their other albums. I really enjoyed what I heard, and I look forward to hearing more. Their variance in style is diverse enough to keep it fresh, but not so diverse that you can't follow it. I also think that their play on words. Um, throughout is fantastic. They are incredible lyricists, and, and I'm thoroughly impressed. Um, you should definitely go check it out. As usual, if you like this review, don't forget to subscribe and follow me on the socials. I can be found on most platforms under the handle Half Eaten Salad. I also post the audio of this and other videos I make on the streaming services. And lastly, you can follow me on Spotify, where I am constantly creating and updating music playlists. I will put links in the description below. Thank you for joining me, and we'll see you here next time on Critically Disdained.